Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Welcome back to another episode of Buzz with Brian. Thanks for tuning in this week and every week. So glad to have you listen in. If you haven't already or if you're new to the show, go ahead, get get the stars, hit those star buttons out there, get some ratings for me, write a review, and follow me on Instagram, at BuzzWithBrian. We're doing a lot of fun things, especially with Oktoberfest coming up. There's going to be lots of neat Instagram-only content uh, of me trying a bunch of different beers. So that being said, um, happy Oktoberfest. That's right. We are in September. Oktoberfest is coming up this weekend after this episode drops, so look for that. It is going to run from September 16th to the 3rd of October, and if you recall, if you're a longtime fan, I did do a Martin-style Oktoberfest-style history episode last year, this time of the year. Well, today I'm bringing you the style history of the Fest beer, so there's a little bit of a distinction between the two, and I'm excited to tell you about it. But first, we are sponsored by Polish Airlines. Just kidding. Not actually. We're not actually sponsored by Polish Airlines, but I did... Um, a couple weeks ago, come back from my own trip to Munich, Germany, and I just missed Oktoberfest, but just came back from uh, Munich, Germany, and Polish Airlines is how we got there. So shout out to you all for helping me live out my beer dreams a little bit. <laughs> so the beer I have today to help go over the fast beer style is coming out of Illinois, the great state south of Wisconsin. Uh, this is Noon Whistles Fest Beer Euro Lager. So I'll get into that later on, and we'll get on to today's show. To help me kick off today's episode, I'm going to give a quick shout out back to that Martin style episode that I did last October. It is full of history. There's lots of neat things about this style. I mean, it's the biggest beer party in the world for crying out loud that happens every year. And it all started with a little horse race, um, you know, celebrating a royal marriage and a beer. I you know, had to had to feed the masses, had to let them all drink and be merry. So check that episode out. I won't go over all the Martin stuff today, but we're going to do a couple of tie-ins, especially with the comparison of what a Martin style beer versus a fest beer is with the characteristics. So to start that off, <laughs> let's talk about it. So a fest beer appearance first is going to pour more of a yellow to deep gold color and really shouldn't have any amber um, amber color associated with it, unlike what a Martin style has, right? Everyone, you probably are picturing your minds, you're pouring your first Oktoberfest beer of the season, and it's that just beautiful, like, orangish, amber, like, really, really nice color. Um, so expect a more pale version with a fest beer. Moving on to the aroma and the palate, um, it'll still lend way to a really, you know, multi richness with doughy attributes, um, and it will be balanced by a low hot profile. So when you think of classic German lagers, there is a little bit of hopping in there, and the German noble hops do provide subtle floral, herbal, you know, that's or spicy herbaceous note at times, and it's okay to have a little bit of that in their delicate lagers. The last defining feature of the Fest beer that I want to draw attention to is overall it's going to have a medium body and it can have a somewhat creamy mouthfeel. Um, that could be expected with a style, much like with the Martin, but the big thing is it's going to be less intense. It's going to be more drinkable on average. Uh, the body won't be as filling compared to our true hearty Oktoberfest style beers. So that's, I think, really interesting because 
the only thing that it doesn't have less of on average is ABV. <laughs> uh, typically in most fest beers, we're going to see a range from 5.8 to like six and a half percent where it's acceptable for a Marchand style beer to be in the low fives. So overall, you're going to see higher ABV beer that's more drinkable. It just makes sense for a big festival, I guess, right? Um, so with that, let's get on to the history. Now, to start us off on the history here today, I did just mention this a little over a minute ago in this episode, but the reason why we have a Oktoberfest, this big celebration every year in Munich, Germany, is because of a wedding that occurred in the year 1810. Prince Ludwig I of Bavaria, we have to keep in mind Bavaria was its own separate kingdom at the time, um, was getting married to a woman named Therese Charlotte Louise. So... What did they do? They threw a big party. There was a horse race involved, as I mentioned, and all the people of Munich were invited, and they fed them, and they let them drink. (laughs) So that's kind of the reason why we have Oktoberfest. If you want to know more, listen back on that episode from last year. Um, But the big talking point there is that the big six breweries in Munich started to provide the beer every year for these festivals, and there was a gentleman by the name of Gabriel Settlemeyer that worked for Spaten. Um, that started brewing beers consistently of the style that we now see, the modern-day version of the Martin style. Fast forward to the year 1872, and that's when we see our first official, you know, marketed, labeled Oktoberfest beer from Spaten Brewery. And soon enough, the rest of the Big Six jumped on that bandwagon, and then it was a protected name, and only the Big Six could have beer called Oktoberfest beer that they served at the festival. So anything else is just a Martin style. So to kind of expand upon that, how did we get from the evolution of the first Oktoberfest beer in 1872 to what is now the ubiquitous selling beer at the actual Oktoberfest festival, the Fest beer style? So we're going to advance about 100 years from 1872, and we'll see our next innovation of the beers that are being served. And it was in the mid-1970s, one of Munich's big six, Polliner this time, um, not Spaten the original, but Polliner, felt that the current Martin style was just too filling. So the real question here is, were they just trying to make more money by selling more beer, you know, create a less filling beer, you're going to sell more of it and then make more money? Or was this kind of coming from an ever-evolving demand from the consumers that were attending the festival? Um, By the 1970s and to the 80s, we see more tourism. Oktoberfest is a bigger world event. There's more people traveling to Germany. You know, we're past World War II. We're getting past the, you know, the dodgier parts of um, the dodgier parts of the Cold War. And certainly by the time we hit the 1990s, uh, the Berlin Wall falls. And, you know, Germany is maybe a more pleasant place to visit for people from all over the world, right? So who really knows what they're trying to go for, but probably a little bit of both. But as it goes, starting in the 1970s, Polliner was starting to tinker around with the recipe, and soon enough, they started to consistently brew a slightly lighter, more quaffable, if you will, easier drinking beer. The popularity caught on, and the rest of the big six were starting to produce their own Oktoberfest, fest-style beer. So that's your Polliner, right, the original, Spaten, Lohenbräu, Augustinerbräu, Hofbräu, and Hockershorbräu, all six of them started to brew their own slightly easier going fest beer. 
And that's it. That's the history. So let's get into the brewery we have. The brewery we have on deck today, as previously mentioned, is Noon Whistle, and they are coming out of the Chicagoland area in Illinois. So Noon Whistle first opened its doors in 2014 at the original location and still open location in Lombard, Illinois. So for those of you who don't know, it's the West Chicagoland area. The original thought of starting the brewery came two years earlier in 2012 when three guys... Paul Craner, Mike Condon, and Jim Cagle thought to open this brewery. Their vision was to create great-tasting, sessionable beers that can be enjoyed all day amongst family and friends. Which brings me to the name, Noon Whistle. Where did that come from? So Paul is a native of Illinois, and when he was a kid, his family did what all people from Illinois do during the summertime. Visit Wisconsin, of course. That's right. We've got great lakes up here, great beer. People from Illinois just love coming up to Wisconsin in the summertime. So the small town that Paul and his family visited in central Wisconsin had a whistle that blew every day at noon. So quite literal there. But the neat thing here, or the story goes, is it was tradition for his family to have the first beer of the day when they heard the whistle. So a nice tie-in to starting a brewery and calling it Noon Whistle. But moving past these humble beginnings in 2014 when they sold their first beer. They have since expanded. They've opened up a second location, which includes a larger production facility uh, in Naperville, Illinois. That's a little further west. And uh, this location has allowed them to continue to brew their staple low ABV beers, but also expand the horizon. They've really um, kind of increased the portfolio of beers they've had since they've opened up this new space because the original space is now their R&D. It's their small batch. It's their pilot brew system. And they're turning out a lot of wild, hoppy, and sour beers. So some really, really neat things coming out of Noon Whistle. And we'll get into the beer that we have today. I must say, I am excited to drink this one. I've had a few of Noon Whistle's lagers in the past, but I have never had their Fest beer, Oktoberfest, you know, whatever they're putting out in the fall. Um, the can, we are drinking out of a can today, just a 12-ouncer, and this beer is weighing in at 5.7%. Noon Whistle has this labeled as Fest Beer Euro Lager on the can, and it's a very shiny metallic silver with the Bavarian flag accents, that good old checkered blue and white. Um, so I think without further ado, let's get on to the pour. All right, this one is pouring out, and it is already a beauty of a beer. It is truly a fall style. Um, but to be honest, considering we're doing the Fest beer today and not the Martzen, it is pouring a little more on the copper-orange color. Uh, I was expecting to have something more pale than this, so let's get in for a smell. Mm, yeah, it smells like a German lager. One more. I'm getting, I mean, definitely malt forward, really bready, biscuity. Uh, there is some mild caramel notes in there, which again, this is leaning towards Martzen and not so much Oktoberfest. So let's get in for a taste. Hmm. Okay, one more. Hmm. All right, so 
again, you know, malt forward as expected, but that caramel really continues to shine through. So it's not quite what I would expect out of a fest beer, but let's get in for one more sip here. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, mid-palate, it changes gears. Uh, the malt character diminishes, and it's really quite hoppy. Uh, I have some really strong herbaceous notes, which is in line with German noble hops, but this overall, it's pretty amped up from what I would expect a German uh, lager to be when you know the malt is the, the showcase and the hops are just a little bit of balance. This one's a little out of balance for me. Um, overall, though, I think the drinkability of this beer is still really great. I mean, it's a great fall beer. It may be not exactly what I was expecting a fest beer to be, but it is a great fall beer. And certainly if it had the Martin, um, Martin label on it, I think I would be, you know, no surprises here. So with that being said, let's get on to some ratings. As always, zero to five on these ratings. And this one, I've got some really mixed feelings. It's putting me in a weird spot. Um, you know, I'm doing a Fest Beer style history episode. I find a can that says Fest Beer specifically on it. Even on Untapped, you check it in and boom, it's right there. It's in the Fest Beer style, not Marts and Oktoberfest. And everything about this beer, the appearance to me, the aroma, the palate, all is drinking more Martin than it is Fest Beer. So if I'm going to just go off the style of the beer, I, I got to dock it. I'm going to give this a 2.5 because I think they either missed the marketing of it or they missed the brew of it, you know, or a little bit of both. But if they would have slapped on a Martin style beer label on this, and this is maybe me being beer snobby, um, it's a great beer. It's a great Martin. I think it's really fits the classic style. Um, and I'd give it a 3.75 out of five, just because of that, um, that hop dominance, that kind of a little bit of imbalance that this beer has. Uh, so overall, 2.5 if you're calling it a fest beer, 3.75 if it's a Martin, and that's a review. All right, beer fans, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you again so much for all the love and support. I could not do this podcast without all of you listening in every week and staying active on the Instagram and following along on all the beer adventures. And of course, if you want to find the beer that I had today out in the wild, uh, Noon Whistle, since they've opened up that larger production facility, have really increased their distribution. So they distribute all across the state of Illinois, the state of Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Of course, I think to go find some of their more R&D and their pilot batch beers, uh, certainly you'll have to take a trip down to the Chicago area and stop in on the original tap room. So that brings it to an end for today. Um, if you have any burning questions still about the fest beer style, or if you're like, Brian, I don't really disagree with how you rated that beer today. Like I said, I had some mixed feelings. Feel free to reach me at bozewithbrian at gmail.com or send me a direct message at bozewithbrian on the Instagram. I'll respond to both in a very timely fashion. And then, as always, can't wait to get back on the mic again soon here and enjoy another couple beers. Cheers, beers. Cheers.